Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello there and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. We were on episode 71 this week. Are we? Hello there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we are talking about extreme weather. Exclamation mark. <laughs> Stick around if you want any more. Hello there. Hello. Is that what you're going to uh, do from now on then? Because you, you keep going up and down and all over the, in the vocal range in these podcasts. Yeah, I've said it before, it's to start a conversation, but which we're doing. Which we're doing. And also just to keep it interesting. Okay. How are you doing? Um, not bad, thank you. How are you? Um, yeah, not bad, thank you. How are you? <laughs> um, yeah, um, did you want me to say something different? <laughs> well, no, um, no. Yes, no. I'm reasonably okay. How's your week been? Um, pretty busy, pretty uh, work, pretty work. Pretty work, yeah. Yep. That's um, been busy, yeah. That's because I'm the, hey. All oh, right, Okay. I'm the prettiest one at work. <laughs> Are you? You I work, work remotely, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, work remotely in yeah, my bedroom. Yeah, so. Exactly, okay. I'm also the ugliest. <laughs> <laughs> the second most prettiest. <laughs> the wow. Um, no, anyway, right. So, yes, my week. My I haven't work, asked about your work. Hang on. My, my week Sorry, and work no, are putting I haven't one asked yet. Go on. How's your week? It's been busy. It's been quite hot again, hasn't it, this week? We've had on and off. We had a few storms and that, which we'll talk about. But storms? Yeah. What? Um, in but a weather it podcast? Has been hot, but, yeah. I mean, one thing I wanted to bring up was about last week's podcast, because we did Japan as our subject matter last week. And when I listened back to it, uh, it did sound a little bit jaded. And that's not a sort of pun about... Japan, but it it did sound very jaded. We did say it was hot at the time, and I think that had obviously yeah, just, got to us by even within about five minutes of starting it because we sound like we're shattered. If it, in in reality that we could have done with not recording it that day, no. um, which maybe some people would go, we'll just leave an episode out for a week. But you know what? That's easier said we than done. We don't do that unless we absolutely have to. So. But we couldn't record it the Saturday unless no. we wanted to record it in a middle of a field. Cause no, because I was camping, camping over the weekend because I did uh, something uh, that's a local charity for the homeless, which is Harp. And it's a 24-hour race from 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock. So I went straight from work, uh, pitched up my pop-up tent. But I have a question, Dad. Yes? Was it 24 hours this year? Uh, no, it wasn't, Connor. Oh. It was... It started off... Okay, I got there. 
I popped up my tent, um, which did really work quickly. Um, I've got a few issues with the tent, um, but we won't go into that now. But yes, we started running. We had a team of eight of us. We were doing our running. But then it got to a little bit later in the evening on Saturday. After you had a delivery of pizza. After, yes, I saw your your good self and you bought me homemade pizza, which was absolutely incredible. And then the weather changed slightly. So it went from being the Harp 24 to for we had a six hour interruption where unfortunately one of our people was out running at the time we had a very very violent thunderstorm a lot of rain so for six hours they said no one's to run and then we carried it on so it was half 18 in the end it takes me back to um phantasmic being cancelled in florida what well, we were all standing there of, and suddenly of lightning yeah, yeah. It was well. Due to inclement weather, we had to suspend the Harp Twenty Four. I wasn't very happy when I hadn't slept hardly at all, and um, then at sort of half past four in the morning, the one of the organisers was walking around to all the tents and bellowing out, um, "We're going to start at five o'clock." So you know, I'm thinking, forgot. I think I just dropped off to sleep. In fairness, though. They probably needed to do that. No, they probably needed to do it. Didn't need to do it right outside my tent, though. Anyway. Someone that, else's tent. Yeah, someone else's tent. Not in, not in my backyard. Um, that brings us on to the subject matter this week, really. It was a thunderstorm. It was a quite a violent thunderstorm. And being in a little stupid tent doesn't help in that sort of occasion. But I tell you what, it hit you like a bolt of lightning, the idea to decide we're going to do... Nice. Thanks. Extreme weather. Extreme weather. Because I'm, I'm very cautious about, I mean, extreme I weather. You about to, I'm very passionate about weather. I've never no, heard you talk about it. Extreme weather sense. in this country is vastly different to around the world. But, you know, from our experience, I, I mean, I was sitting in a tent, I've got to be honest, uh, a rather flimsy, not big enough tent, Halfords. It's two men. Um, it was no way two men could get in there. Two fully grown men. You might have just about been able to squeeze in there, but when you're my height... Excuse me, <laughs> we're the same height. <laughs> no, but I tell you what, I couldn't lay straight in this tent. We're this like, is not what we're supposed to be talking about. Size-wise... ridiculous. The only difference is, is you've got a bit of a bigger belly than me. Oh, that's rude. Well, <clears throat> um, and less hair. Uh, you always go on about that. I don't think that's a particularly a good thing, but you always go on about it. Anyway, being in a field with... Absolutely torrential rain, and some of the worst thunder and lightning I've seen in this country. This isn't the Queen episode, sorry, Dad. <laughs> right, <laughs> it was, it was frightening. I must admit, I was sitting there in the shallow end of my tent, <laughs> yeah. paddling around. I was sitting there thinking, "This ain't good," and I was every and it was so frequent the lightning as well, and it would just completely light up the tent. Well, at least you're going. Well, see, you were you were pretty frightened, but at least I you're was, you're, you're not one that's normally scared of lightning. There's must have been people there that are really scared of lightning normally. Well, there was someone who who was in a tent, who was in my team, who was in a tent opposite mine, who actually at one stage because we were messaging each other because there was obviously one person was out running with their boyfriend. I tell you what, though, sorry, just we a quick thought. About them. You were running out of battery on your phone. Why not just collect it to one of your te- connect it to one of your tent poles and then just. Charger really quickly. Tent poles? Yeah, because they're called lightning really chargers, aren't they? what my tent was. <laughs> they're, they're called lightning chargers, aren't they? Yeah, the they are. Yeah. Anyway, and this person kindly 
said to me, well, if you want to... They were frightened. They were frightened. They admitted they were frightened, but they said, if you want, you can come over to it. Because yours was full of... Because mine was filling up with water. And I contemplated it, but I thought, by the time I open up my flaps, (laughs) (laughs) if you pardon the expression, and everything in my... All my... All my dry clothes that I'd put in the middle of the tent would be wet and I'd get soaked going over there. Next, or later on, hours after that, when it finally stopped raining there, and I spoke to that person, it turns out the reason they invited me over was because they were very frightened about being struck by lightning and they'd worked out if someone taller than them and an additional person, the percentage of them getting struck by lightning becomes less. It's very clever thinking. Very clever thinking, but rather upsetting at the same time. Because they're hoping you'd get struck, struck rather by than lightning them. rather than them. But there you go. Anyway, so that was an experience it's which funny, made though. me. Yeah, it is quite <laughs> funny. But made me think, well, you know, I am quite. It's weird because it can become really destructive, the weather. And, and as I say, oh, yeah. especially around and lots of people, unfortunately die through things that happen through hurricanes through typhoons through lightning whatever uh, floods but there's something if you're in in a safe location and you're watching it's it's there's something quite did you know the adrenaline rough- starts and it's quite fascinating and quite exciting. I can sit in a house where I feel like I'm safe and watch a storm it can be a really violent storm it's quite exhilarating being out in it is a different thing entirely, yeah. but actually watching it from afar... I quite like listening to rain. I know obviously that's a different scenario, but I quite like the sound of listening to rain hitting a tent. I quite like the sound of that when you're laying in bed. Um, one thing I will say, though... Yeah. Uh, sorry, just a little bit of a bit of brief information there. Yes. Be- uh, because you said about people getting struck by lightning causing a lot of disaster. The people being hit by lightning doesn't necessarily cause all the problems is when things get hit by lightning it causes other problems because if you think about how many lightning strikes there are yeah it's very very compared to the amount of lightning strikes there are for someone to get hit by lightning is very slim do you know how many lightning strikes there are on average no every second 44 per second. 44 per second around the world? Around the world, yeah. Right. There's 44 lightning strikes per second wow. on average around the world. And obviously there's going to be places around the world where there's going to be certain places around the world where they're having it almost sort of constantly, well, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of the lightning strikes, in fairness, happen between clouds. Yeah. So it's not necessarily so just... you particularly experience hitting the ground. Because like, I just talked about sheet lightning and fork lightning. That was always what we... When I was growing yeah. up to... to see, and the, and yeah. the fork lightning was the spectacular stuff that you see hit the ground or come up from the ground, you know. Well, it kind of goes both ways, yeah, actually. it does, doesn't it? Yeah, but... Um, but the sheet lightning is the one between the clouds. Yeah, which lights up everywhere. Because it's about the difference in, uh, in charges between... Because um, due to the convection of the of the atmosphere, yeah, it causes a different charge amongst the clouds, oh, right, or something okay. like that. So, but that's when when you get the lightning strikes. It's more when the um, when the clouds reach such a different um, charge, whether it be positive or negative to the ground, right? Because or the- between oh, that was really loud. <coughs> sorry. sorry about that. I shouted into the mic. Or between two different clouds because. Over that weekend, just as an example, I'm not, I mean, it wasn't the worst storm ever, but over that weekend, the person that was out running uh, sought shelter with a few other people. Luckily, there was a few of them together, but it was very frightening. But could see the lightning 
hitting the ground. Where we were, by the time I actually got out of the tent when it was not raining so much and we were sort of worried about people were trying to check on everybody, it was more the sheet lightning we could see in the distance because you'd just see the whole clouds and all the all the shapes of the clouds light up and the, the thunder claps are just one went over the top of where I was and I, it shook the ground and that's what was fright that's the bit that's more frightening, I think, the loudness of that. I mean, but you're absolutely right. I mean people it's very rare people get struck by lightning. But things being struck by lightning causing a problem is something well, yeah, totally they, they different. They tear apart trees, don't they? Well, we had an experience. We went to Florida, and obviously in the, in sort of the southern states of America, it is a big thing. Um, and we've sat, me and your, your mum, have sat watching storms nice. from afar. And you, you, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, the show at, uh, at Disney that we didn't see because, and that was an incredible storm that we saw uh, when we were there, wasn't it? Obviously, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, we were in Hollywood Studios in Florida, um, and it's it's really cool to bear in mind that we were right next to the Tower of Terror. Yeah, and it's almost like a promo shot, wasn't it? Behind the, the Tower of yeah. Terror. And also, because it was just like wrapping around, because it was really kind of overhead. Incredible, wasn't it? The storm was huge. It was like a scene, what I always laugh about is we videoed it, we knew it was coming, we could feel the winds and stuff, and we were waiting for it to come. And I actually caught the shot as we looked to the left, and the storm was working its way towards us yeah. and started to come around the corner and everyone started running and screaming. It was like the, uh, it was like a scene in Jurassic World. It was, it was. It Jurassic was, World specifically because <coughs> the park was open. And yeah, was people it was there. quite incredible. But on in Florida as well, because of the storms there, I can remember two occasions particularly where it came too close for comfort. One was when we were coming away from the airport heading towards wherever we were staying at the time. And I can remember driving along and seeing lightning hit on the road on the other side on sort of dual carriageway as we have here the freeway they'd have in America but hitting the concrete on the other side so seeing it hit it only 20 yards away from us and being pretty freaked out I'm tired I'm in a different country I'm driving on a different side of the road it woke me up slightly yeah and the other one I don't know if you remember it when we were driving along I was there for that one as well yeah but a bit further on where the lightning hit and the car cut out it kind of lit the whole car up and I think it must have been so near to where we were that it stalled the, the car. The or car, hit the car. Yeah, or hit the car that we were in. I mean, that... I can remember it was almost like being... You see these things when the, suddenly there's these bright lights and people get abducted by aliens. I almost felt like what, looking at me watch afterwards and seeing that I'd lost 15 minutes or something like that. Well, this is the thing, though, with that as well. They do say one of the safest places to be yeah. is in a car. Yeah, because the of, of the, the earthing of a car as you've well. You've got the rubber, got rubber wheels. Rubber tires. Rubber yeah, tires, not yeah. wheels. No, they're not. Yeah. But similarly, we've been in the plane that's been hit by lightning, haven't we? Oh, we were as well. And that was yeah. coming back from there. And again, I'm not a very confident flyer I don't like flying so that actually much. when we talk about being hit by lightning there's a chance we've, we've definitely been, been hit once but there's a potential we've been, been hit, hit twice, twice yeah because I was I happened to be sitting next to someone who was more nervous than I was about flying which is unbelievable and was it Becky no 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 it was a completely different, <laughs> different person. person yeah um and uh, and then someone, because the lightning was going, and then I think the guy, either the co-pilot or the pilot came on and said, uh, we'd just like to, you know, we understand, yes, we have been hit by lightning, but planes, it happens a lot, and planes are built to withstand that. It's not an issue. It's not You've necessarily got, being built to withstand it. It's the fact that you're not earthed. 
No. So basically, what, what's going to happen? You've got a big metal object travelling up through a storm. You're getting nearer and it's going to happen, isn't it? A really good example of this, and I'm, I'm also conscious of there's a lot of other stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, I know. But a really, a really good example of this is there's a trick that people do in terms of, it's called the electric fence chain or something like that. Oh, right. Where you have a train, chain of people, everyone's holding hands, yeah? And then one person touches the, like a wet blade of grass. Right. And the other person on the other end touches the electric fence. Wow. Everyone else just feels a tingle, but the person holding the blade of grass actually gets the shock. I so wouldn't want to do it. The point being, it? though, is it's, are idiots. It's, <laughs> passing, it's passing through everyone else yeah. and not really causing any problems, similar which to it passing it, Which is almost the an plane. experiment in itself, yeah. Yeah, it passing through the plane, passing through the car and not really causing any problem apart from potentially just stalling it. Or just yeah, but how fr- that's how fright. I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was it just a burst of light. Absolutely, it must have hit us. Whether it be the actual main bolt or like one <coughs> of the, I yeah. don't know, but splinters. Do you know how? Can, do you know how uh, the what the diameter of an average uh, lightning lightning bolt. bolt is? No, go on. About two to three centimeters. Really? Yeah, they're that tiny. Big? No, I thought that was big. No, well, if you think about how big that is. If you look at it from a distance, you think that's going to be huge. Yeah, but I I always imagined it was just like a, almost like a laser point sort of down. But that is quite, to me, that's quite big. That's quite substantial, considering the energy that's coming through it as well. But it'll be about two to three miles long. Good God. Anyway, look, a couple of things. So extreme weather in this country, we haven't really... Uh, we don't seem to really experience it. It's becoming more and more of an issue. This, I would say, probably stems, I'm not going to say it does, but it probably stems from climate change. Yeah. Because even just from the, the reason, for example, this country isn't hit by snow all that often. It no. is hit by snow, but it's a rarity within this yeah. country. Reason being is we are surrounded by relatively warm seas. Yes. And we're an island. That helps. Because... Because that help, helps keep like the, essentially the temperature a bit higher, yeah, um, and also a bit cooler in the summer. It does both yeah. jobs, but it um, it means that we're not hit by these things quite as often. But you might find in the middle of Europe, where there's no sea nearby, yeah. that it's going to be a bit a bit different, and also being so small. But it's, it's yeah. It has been known. I mean, we talked in a previous one about the um, Thames freezing over. So that was in 1684 that Thames froze over. And, you know, they had uh, bits and pieces went on there. But just quickly, Mm -hmm. up until, I mean, 1976, we had a huge summer uh, of heat. Unbelievable droughts. I remember it fondly. Well, you wouldn't because you weren't alive then. And then again... 1987, and it, these are the first times I've experienced. Did anything. you say 1978 and 1987? 1976, oh. and then 1987 we had hurricane winds, and I was at work at the time. I had a Volkswagen Beetle which had the running boards on either Is that side. The one with the pink trim? No pink trim, and it had white. It was white. You keep saying it was pink. It was white and green. Anyway, Sorry. I tried driving that, and it was they are really heavy. They're like tanks, I'm sure you're still and it pink. lifted. It lifted the car, but I can remember walking from my house to uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, and it was like a I'd never seen anything like it. It was devastating. As far as we were concerned, there was trees uprooted, there was things, everything was everywhere. That's the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that. Unfortunately, certainly things like flooding, 
you see so much more yeah, of it now. Not, it has changed. It's on an annual There's basis. definitely some issues. And like you say, climate change is a big one to do with that. How animals work. Number five, sheep. Sheep, or sheep to use the plural, are wool-covered dogs who like to flock together in small gangs, often unnerving ramblers with their cold, dead eyes. Sheep like to portray themselves as stupid, but are in fact deeply intelligent, spiritual, and unfortunately vindictive animals who will attack with no provocation. So, in terms of weather, yeah, one of the most common things we see... Mm-hmm that we don't really think about being weather all the time, only when it gets really bad, is wind. Yeah. And it's quite interesting when you think about how, how that how that works as such. How wind works. And and how weather works in general, because a lot of it is determined by um, currents uh, in the water. Right, okay. As in, like, different temperatures in the water, different temperatures in the atmosphere caused by, obviously, heat and radiation from the sun. Um and then also pressure. Right. Pressure and temperature do link quite well together in the fact that when you've got a higher temperature, the pressure increases, I want to say. Okay, well, say it then if you would. I think that's right. conviction I, in I, your... I think that's right. Yeah. Because, um, because, because particles are moving around a lot more. Okay. So what this also means, though, is where you've got areas of low pressure mm. within the atmosphere and you've got areas of high pressure within the atmosphere... If you could imagine that areas of high pressure are going to want to escape, so they escaped the areas of low pressure, taking all the particles with them and causing essentially a gust of wind. Now, when that's in extreme conditions, that's when you start to get like extremely high pressure. Right. Um, then you'll start to get bigger gusts, and and that's when you start to cause further currents. So that's why certain places around the world are susceptible to that, yeah. rather than others. Then, and then also the. Um, God, this is bordering on actual you know, facts. You know clouds as well. And I mentioned about a convection kind of current within yeah. within clouds. Uh, it work. It work. That works in the sense that you've got the. Um, it goes up to a lower uh, a lower pressure, and then comes back down and does almost circular motion. And what that can also mean is that when that gets, um, is if that's I want to say if it's slower or it's lower than it. Um, then you just get clouds forming. But when it goes at a lot uh, a higher rate, then that's when you start to cause things like a um where it goes incredibly high, you can get things like tornadoes and stuff. Oh, this bit I'm, I'm doing just, a little a little bit less of my knowledge isn't as great on it. But can I just but, say the gesticulation you were doing there was could have been like a top dance move on any disco yeah. floor there. Yeah, the there was at one point when you, were, yeah, when you were waving one arm around your head and the other one was slightly on your hip. It looked fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. That was no, my teapot. Look, yeah, it was your teapot one. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, that's, I mean, so... But I it mean, makes it sense, though, doesn't really, it? It's a really high pressure low pressure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a really interesting subject. When you see the meteorologists... And they talk about it and they start... You can see how passionate they get about going into the detail of why these things happen. Now, you said that, and obviously around certain parts of the world, and these, and you mentioned about us as an island and where we are as far as the uh, the, the equator's concerned and, and the seas around, and, and what uh, influences the weather in our country. 
But that's why when you go to other countries, we've talked about Florida, uh, more of a tropical climate. That's why you're going to get more extreme weather in mm-hmm. that sort of case. That's why we see these absolutely incredible storms and and the and the torrential rain and and the violent winds. You know, it it, it becomes and that it is more seasonal amplified. as well. When oh. it's hotter temperatures, things like storms yeah. happen more often. Now, one hence the reason we're this, it's starting to edge towards summer, and it is now summer, I believe. Um, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. We had that storm at the beginning of the week. But it always used to be that it'd build up when you had hot weather in this country. It'd build up and build up and build up. And then you'd have a storm and everybody go, oh, thank God for that. It's not so muggy now. It's, 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 and it was a freshness to it. And then it would start all over again. Storms, though, and rain and stuff like that is incredibly good for the planet. Not only because it waters plants and it keeps everything moving, but for the cleanliness of the air as well. Right, so things okay. like the cities. And this is why did went out to our cars after the storm last week and they were filthy. Yeah. You'd think the rain would wash everything off. But no, it's it's if if there's a period in the fact that things aren't it's not raining, that this is gonna bring down all of that pollution and all of that bad stuff that's in the air it's going to bring it back down going outside it always smells quite fresh if you go outside just after it's rained and i feel like part of that is because of like everything being a bit damp but it's also because there's the air's cleaner the air is cleaner after the rain another fun reason why it is safe to eat snow to an extent because there's a certain amount of um just different Things like pesticides, for example, manage to make their way into snow and all this different stuff because it's in the water. Right. Things happen. Things make its way into snow. Um, But on the grand scheme of things, because of how little amount there is, snow is safe to eat. Apart from the first first flurry of snow. The first flurry of the snow is going to do the exact same thing as the rain and it's going to bring all the harmful chemicals and the bad chemicals that are in the air and bring it down. When you are standing outside and you are trying to catch the water, the rainwater on your tongue, wait a little bit before you start drinking the rainwater, maybe. Right. It's still going to be cleaner so than... a good tip. Good clean, tip for Cleaner anybody. than drinking from a puddle. So if you do walk around with your mouth open looking up at the sky, right, you've always got to react quickly. You can do it, you know, you can give yourself a minute, and then if you want to, like... Just- the, the thing to remember, it's, it's, it's never going to be pure water. Even as much as we go rainwater, if rainwater is the safest way to kind of drink water in a sense, running water is always going to be safer than well, just stag- I would always water. think, yeah, but, I guess. Um, in in a sense of that, you've got to remember it's not going to be purified. No, and I, I guess the uh, you see people when they take their canteens out and they fill up rainwater mm. and, and you think, well, that's got to be pure because it hasn't hit the ground and surely it it's a problem when it forms puddles and you've got other stuff in there but you're right it's coming through the atmosphere or coming yeah. through and it's picking up a lot of stuff that we're creating most Perhaps rain starts as snow oh what well, because it's cold, as cold as that where it in the atmosphere in yeah, the atmosphere where it starts yeah. uh, see snow's a weird one because we used to have um, it used to be sort of it is a weird one once, actually, isn't it? once every sort of year and around February time we suddenly would get this and they'd talk about the beasts from the east or whatever and we'd get this snow and it, it's it's a bizarre thing because it's very very dangerous especially if you're travelling it anywhere however there's something about it when you've got a blanket of snow everywhere and you go out and the light's different and you uh, um, and you're walking and you've got the crunch of it all um, it's just and uh, 
I guess it's like any weather. If you're dressed appropriately for where you are or what you're doing, it's not an issue. Yeah. So there's something fascinating. But unfortunately, people got to go work. People got to deliver stuff. People, you know, I've got... Uh, he says uh, he's wearing his uniform as still. I'm still wearing a <laughs> yeah, postman's uniform. Um, costume. Costume, <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about... We talked about Florida and we talked about... Obviously, there's areas within... And there's there's something... I believe it's called... Uh, tornado, tornado Alley, they refer to it as, and it's sort of, it's not an accurate sort of uh, uh, picture, but there's a sort of area around, you, so you've got Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Kansas, South Dakota, Iowa, and Nebraska are in this sort it's of quite area. quite a big alley. Yeah, <clears throat> a massive alley. Um, but then you get the storm chasers. Massively, massive alley. Massive alley, yeah. Massively. Um, and you get these storm chasers that go out there. And I mean... Diagonally. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, now... Like in a twister. Like in the film Twister, yeah. Um, but basically, these people chase these storms. There's obviously scientific um, an element to it to actually understand more about... And if you watch a film like Twister, that's what that's supposed to be about, to understand more about what happens within a tornado. Uh but that fascinates There's something about extreme weather like that. And as I said to you, I mean, if I was in that situation, it might be totally different. But the thought of being with people that are chasing those storms, that are monitoring them, and you're right on the cusp of something, you see those sort of twisters hit the ground. I mean, these things cause mayhem and death and that. So it's not to be sniffed at. But Again, it's that exhilaration, it's seeing it, it's knowing that actually this is a little bit dangerous or quite dangerous, but I'd love to do it. I'd love to be involved and, and sort of uh, chase these storms around that sort of area. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it just... It does seem interesting. It does, it does. It seems the sort of thing. Now, as I say, whether I'd brick it if I was in that sort of situation and wouldn't want to go anywhere is another thing, but... As we stand, I mean, it's, it's like anything, isn't it? I used to go to the science museum, and I don't know if you remember, but they used to have an earthquake machine in the science museum. Now, it was basically a platform, and what they used to do is they used to... I remember uh, the bit where you put a straw on and bite a bit of metal, and then it would play music <coughs> for your teeth. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 extreme teeth music exclamation mark no there was this no platform exclamation mark there was, a, uh, there was this platform and it would do a series of so it would do the tremors and the noise yeah. and its shape similar to the red twister to a certain extent uh, to a certain degree but this was a bit more scientific simulation. it was actually simulating what it was now you used to go on there and think oh great I mean the actual being in an earthquake I mean we we have very small tremors in this country at times. Occasionally, <coughs> very, there very has been. I think in Birmingham there was one a little bit more Recently. destructive. But in other places, obviously, again, if they're on the uh, edge of plates... Um, tectonic plates, yeah. Tectonic plates. Which we are not. It, which we are not. We're right in the middle of one, aren't we? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. the European one. So, um, so you're not going to get that sort of thing. But that must be really, really... And again, a lot of the... The problems stem from the structures or things around you being destroyed that would cause the injury. If you're out in an earthquake and you're out in an open place and you and it's not going to open up the earth, it's not necessarily going to cause you a massive problem. Mm. 
if you're in a building, if you're next to a building, if there's that stuff, you know, if there's gas or anything else that comes into play, that's when it comes This has le- led to some really cool engineering things that they've done over time and things like having a pendulum inside of a building to try and counteract the uh, sway that an earthquake would cause and oh, also yeah. building buildings so that, that from the bottom they actually can have a certain amount of sway with them and they can actually move at the bottom. Oh, right. Meaning that also to the points if, if Earth shifts they'll still be able to stand. Um, but there's been lots of ways that humans have faced these difficulties <clears throat> and these challenges well, and tried the, to work with them. I mean, a lot of the bridges, when you go across a bridge and you see that you've got gaps, you've got sort of um, almost like teeth marks in it. And they, they because of even the heat and the cold and, oh, yeah. and the things couldn't, uh, contract and expand. To expand. Contract and expand. Or both of them at the same time, <laughs> like I just said. Um, then they, ha- they have that flexibility. Oh, it's all going, <laughs> okay? going wrong now. Obviously, it's off that great Fanta that I've been drinking. They have that flexibility built into them, like bridges swaying. They're able to take a certain amount of movement, and yeah. buildings take a certain amount of movement. I used to work in an 11 store bu- building, and that had. <laughs> Did I say that wrong again? He said 11 store, but I'm sorry. Maybe it's the artificial colours in this. Have you I read the artificial colours in that? No, I haven't. You really going to start talking really fast. But that 11 store built, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> that 11 story 11 building. 11 story building was built to slightly sway in, yes. in the wind. And, you know, these are, I mean, they have early warning now for a lot of these designs because it's so much more sophisticated as far as well, tracking these storms and, and making sure that people, they can give people an idea. People panic, don't they, when they see, um, for a big thing being is people go to, oh, I, I don't want to go on this really tall roller coaster. Mm-hmm. For example, we've got a local one in Adventure Island called Rage. Not actually that tall, but it was, certainly when I was a kid, it was taller. Um, but it was like the new thing and it was the tallest one in the in the, in the, area, in the, yeah. in the park, in the theme yeah. park. And, and until you're going to get to like, Places like I don't know Chesington Towers yeah. Fort Park. It was going to be the one of the tallest so ones you could go on. Anyway, yeah. Um, but it it did sway in the wind, and it also swayed when the roller coaster was on it. And the big reason being, and everyone would go, "Oh, I'm not going on that. It's swaying. It's too scary. It's swaying. Why is it swaying? It shouldn't be doing that. It absolutely should be doing that. If it didn't, if it didn't, it'd be too rigid, and it just snapped. <clears> and yeah, that's not only just snap from from wind. That we snapped just from the roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm also conscious that we've we've got a fair bit. There's a, there's a couple other bits you wanted to mention. Well, just, about, uh, um, just on that though, there's something that's occurred to me. I get severe weather warnings on my phone. Now that might be heat or a storm or something like that. But quite often I get a, like a yellow alert or a re- you know. So straight away you've got that sophistication, even at the level of a mobile phone, that you get a warning that this is going to happen. Now a few things I was going to run through was. Um, just some of the sort of headlines of stuff. So the world's hottest temperature, 134 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 56.7 centigrade. And that was in... Yeah, if you could do things in Celsius, that would be really Well, helpful. I'm not going to be able to do them all the time. And that was at Furnace Creek Ranch in California, USA. Now, that's you start talking about some of the areas there that are some of the hottest places on, on Earth. The in the UK, apparently, 
Cambridge University Botanical Gardens more recently had a temperature, it hit 38.7 centigrade. Now that's in this country, so that is, for us, I mean the part of the country we're talking about is Furnace Creek Ranch, probably average. 101.66 Fahrenheit. Yeah, an incredible. So lowest temperatures uh, in the world recorded, and obviously they've only started recording in a cert- over a certain amount of time, minus 89.2 centigrade, which is minus 128.6 Fahrenheit. Thank you, because I was going to have to work that one out. That was in Vostok, Antarctica. Right? Fair, makes sense. And that was in 83, in July 83. In the UK, so that was 89.2 centigrade. In the UK, minus 27.2 centigrade. And that was in Braemar, I think it's pronounced in Scotland, and that was in January 1982. And that's minus 16.96 Fahrenheit. So significant for us, but still, when you look at it on a worldwide, you know, winds... Where where does the centigrade and the the Celsius come in? Why do you call it centigrade? Why wouldn't I call it centigrade? Oh, rather than Celsius? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It might be just because I'm old. Most things are because I'm old now. Um, There's reasons I can't do a lot of things now is because I'm old. I'll probably read out the same fact in a second because I'm old. All right. They are the same. Okay. Right. Highest wind speed ever recorded occurred on Barrow Island, Australia in April 1996. They're on the same scale. Sorry, as yeah. part of Tropical Cyclone Olivia... 253 miles per hour. I think it was picked up by a, a unmanned sort of station that they have, but 253 miles per hour. Per, per, per hour. That's 407.164 kilometres per hour. Okay, then you go to the UK and Cairngorm Summit in Scotland again. 1986, 173 miles per hour. So that is 278.417 kilometres per hour. I mean, these are, I've been out in winds where they've said they're hurricane winds, and they and I have been lifted off my feet before, but you're talking about staying Bins falling over and stuff. We're talking about, you know, uh, fence panels coming out. And trampolines being... <laughs> being being in a different uh, county coming by to the time you come back yeah, to look for them. Different people owning them. Right, and then it just got. That's the cheapest way of getting a trampoline, isn't it? Just wait, just for, wait a for a storm, and then just get someone else's. Uh, and then there's just uh, the last thing I'm going to say. Then, so the average annual precipitation for UK, and that's rain for us ordinary people, is 133 days of rain or snow, totaling 885 millimetres or that's 33.7 inches of rain per like per year so per year 133 days of rain or snow and totaling 885 millimetres that's but the ecosystems are so well balanced that if that does go either way and goes too much or too little it does cause problems well then you look at this rain fell in 24 hours at the hilariously named Fok Fok on the French island territory of Reunion in the Indian Ocean in 1966, January 1966, in 24 hours, 
1,825 millimetres, that's 71.8 inches of rain fell. It's a lot. That's nearly as much as was in my tent at the weekend. Yeah. I was saying, fuck, fuck a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've I've learnt so much about the weather today, but I really wish I had something in musical form to help me... Learn or it's, find out something. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because after some uh, rather traumatic twenty-four hours, I have a song for you, which is just you know did you the find, usual nonsense. Did you find your wire then? To be able I to be- yeah, I actually, um, if I could, if I could use this as a platform, just public um, safety. Or I've public lost a wire for my recording equipment. It's caused me a lot of angst and was only. Slightly sort of uh, eased today when Connor told me another way of doing it. Yeah, but he, he was trying to connect it via a wire, but when you've got an SD card there. Yeah, which makes it a lot easier anyway. <laughs> However, someone has stolen my lead, right? <laughs> and I have no idea. <laughs> so I am going to put some posters up uh, around the area. you got a picture of it then? I have a picture of it. Do you? Yeah, probably, yes. Yeah, so I'll find one. And, uh, or an artist's impression. And I don't know if you want to Just check your line, sheds. A grey line. Or outhouses or anything like that that might have been closed up and it's it's crawled in there. Um, I, I won't ask any questions if it's if it's handed back to me. There's a bit of an amnesty with this, but I would really like to see it again. Is there a reward? Um, I will think about it and I will let you know. But in the meantime, please enjoy my song if you can. <laughs> Step out your front door And there's no road anymore Just a river where the road once was That's global warming When you're shoulder deep in snow And you cannot feel your toes I think that I might propose That it's global warming so Wednesday half through June And the sleep falling from the sky You can tell me this is normal You can give it your best try I'm in shorts at Christmas time It's hotter than grandma's used spines No such thing as global warming Say that the earth is doomed There is so much more that we can do To stop global warming So just open up your eyes Ignore the politics and lies The answer can be found in you and I To stop global warming It's a Wednesday half through June Tell me this is normal 
Fantastic song, but it does feel like <laughs> a long time ago we were uh, discussing the weather. It does, doesn't it? It seems yeah. almost sort of an hour or so ago that we were discussing the weather. Yeah, and I feel like I'm more full. Yeah, with dinner, we had a nice break, haven't we? It's <laughs> yeah. been a lovely day. We've yeah. done a little bit of podcasting, a little bit of dinner, and now a little bit more podcasting again. Yeah, yeah. But that was a good laugh when we came back. I said that was a lovely song, and you went, <laughs> "Well." It's because you haven't actually heard the song. That's what uh, it's a bit like. Oh, that's my favourite <laughs> sting, you know. That's... So uh, it, you tend to hear it, or quite often you hear it after we've actually recorded and it's placed in there. But you know, more for you. <laughs> then you never know what I'm going to put in there, do you? Anyway, we've got to do a little. Well, we haven't got to, but we're going to do a little quiz on weather again. No way. Something that's we've never done like before. Us. So. Um, I've got a sting for it. Do you want to play a sting for it? Yeah, I'll play the sting. And will you like it? Probably. We'll see. Oh, what a lovely sting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So you did seem a little bit knowledgeable about the weather, or at least had a certain amount of knowledge about the weather in the f- previous sections. Google. But, yeah, Google. <laughs> so I've got... And a bit of background, kind of just... Nine questions for you. Nine? Yeah. Nine, nine questions. No. Nine. So would you like to just go straight into this now? Um, five, four, three, two, Question one. one. Now go. <laughs> the full streak phenomenon, phenomenon which do appears do 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 inside cirrocumulus <laughs> and autocumulus clouds is also known as... So the full streak phenomenon, which appears inside, I think it's pronounced cirrocumulus and autocumulus clouds, is also known as... A, a stapler cloud. B, an eraser cloud. Or C, a hole punch cloud. An eraser cloud. You're saying it's an eraser cloud, it's, aren't you? Um, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a razor cloud. Right. That is incorrect. It's a hole punch cloud. Right? It's one of the other pieces of stationery. <sighs> Apparently, it's when the water temperature in the clouds is freezing but hasn't formed ice. And it sort of peppers the cloud with these holes with the, the, with the light coming through. Well, they just call it Swiss cheese cloud. <clears throat> well, they might have, but they didn't. And it's called a hole punch. Well, it's called a full streak, but then it's called a hole punch by 
people in the know. Anyway, question Not two. Not you then. Huh? Not you. Uh, okay. Question two. Tornadic water sprouts. <laughs> I'm going to say that again because I said both of those words wrong. I'm you pretty sure tornadic as in tornado. Tornadic water spouts, right, can suck fish out of the water, carry them into the clouds and deposit them on land. True or false? True. That is true. Yeah, because it's rained fish before. It's rained fish. It does it with... Uh, um, Frogs, and which will be and a cats nightmare. And dogs. Yeah, and cats and dogs. Anyway, question three. Typhoon Haiyan was one of the largest and strongest typhoons ever recorded. But what speed did the winds reach? A, 195 miles per hour. B, 200 miles per hour. Or C, 205 miles per hour. Wasn't this, we said about the highest wings earlier on in the podcast? We did. It wasn't a typhoon, <laughs> was it? I don't think it was that one we were talking about. And, I, and this is one of the largest and strongest typhoons ever a. recorded. So you're going A, 195 miles per no, hour. No, C. You're going C, 205 miles no, per hour. No, A again. Which is it going to be? A. A, 195 miles per hour. That is correct. Yeah, it is it's only because you, you changed your facial expression and, Did like, I? Oh, and right, the way you know. spoke when I said C. Question four. To a more exasperated. Exa- more exasperated than it normally is. Question four. Which of these was not a Met Office storm name for 2021-22? Oh, so I should know. Was it A, Gladys? Was it B, Henry? Or was it C, Dudley? Hang on, so Gladys was one. Uh, F, male... E, female, D, male, or you've you've done it correctly. (laughs) Did you do it on purpose correctly? I don't tell my secrets. Um, I think it's Henry. So you think Henry wasn't one of the Met Office storm names for 21-22? That's correct. It, it is one that sits outside of that. Gladys and Dudley were storm names. Question five. Because it goes male, female, male, female, doesn't it? I'd forgotten about that. So it was a fluke that Dudley was in there and I'd done it in the in the right way. But anyway, well, it weren't a fluke because it was the right way. It was right round. It's anyway. the fluke that Henry was. Yes. If it was, was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, who am I? <laughs> What's happened? I shouldn't have had that food. Question five. And in Australia, in, now. in Australia, dust devils are upward spiralling vortices, right? That can reach up to a thousand foot. But what? <coughs> no. <laughs> God's sake. Do you want to try again? Yeah. Question five. In Australia, dust devils are upward spiralling vortices that can reach up to a thousand feet but for the aboriginal native australians they are thought of as spirits and are called a dick dicks b wanga wangas (laughs) (laughs) 
we haven't had this for a while. <laughs> or C, <laughs> Willy Willies. Um, aren't dick dicks actually an animal? They are, yeah. So do the Aborigines or Aboriginal Australians call dust devils dick dicks, wanger, wangers or willy willies? I'm going to go wanga wanga. Wanga wanga. No, so near as yet so far, it's actually willy willies. It is willy willy willy. I thought that one was you were laughing too much. No, no, I just thought it was funny. That's why it's got in there. They call it willy willy. Question six. In 2003, a heat wave caused what to happen on a farm? (laughs) Very vague question. I hope it's multiple choice. It is multiple choice. In 2003, a heat wave caused what to happen on a farm? A, apples to melt. B, grapes to turn into raisins. Or C, a farmer to feel slightly faint. (laughs) It's going to be a farmer to feel slightly faint. It's going to be one of these really weird articles that just you've just come across and it made you laugh because it was so basic. So that's what you're going for? Yeah, see. It's not. <laughs> I can't believe I've just thrown that one in. Stupid. It was B. Grapes turned into raisins. Unbelievable. But, Must be not. Right, we're nearly at the end of these then. Uh, question seven. You can tell the temperature by counting a... A, <laughs> cricket chirps. B, that's supposed to, <laughs> that's supposed to say chicken clucks. It actually says chicken clocks. <laughs> right. Or C, goat bleats. You can tell the temperature by counting a cricket by counting cricket chirps, chicken clucks, or goat bleats. Um. So it's it's about what's going to affect, how the heat's going to affect different things. Yeah. And I would say, based on the reverberations and potentially, I'm going to go with the uh, chicken clocks. Tricky. <laughs> well, that would tell that tells you the time. <clears throat> um, it's it's a maybe one o'clock. <laughs> um, a ch- uh, cricket. A rooster, chirps. fair enough, does tell you when it's morning. Does cricket chirps? That is correct. I don't know anything more about that, but you can look it up yourself. Question eight: The heaviest ever recorded hailstone fell. No, I didn't. I said we're getting towards the last one. All oh, right. Okay. Question eight: I said at the beginning there was nine questions. Yeah, I know, but I lost count. Question eight: The heaviest ever recorded hailstone. Say question eight again. <laughs> fell in Bangladesh in 1986. But how much did it weigh? Did it weigh a? 1.95 What? 1.95 right, what? really embarrassing here Right LBS Pounds Oh pounds. I can't do pounds Right Did it weigh 1.95 pounds 2.5 pounds Or 2.25 pounds And why the hell is pounds LBS? I don't know Makes no sense I'm sure it does make sense somewhere But um, I lost track Because I so, Hailstone, Bangladesh, 86, 1.95 pounds, 205 or 225? 205. It's 225. I just went down the middle. Massive. 
and your last I can't, question I, I because no I run out of questions. Waiters. Question nine. Where is you're already laughing? No, because I'm just oh, I'm just an idiot. Where is the foggiest place on earth? Oh, mate, and this is going to be an interesting one. Is it? Because you write these earlier on today, and you're just I think starting to get to the point where you're just really struggling. I'm to very do tired. It. Question A. Why, you uh, question A. Where is the foggiest place on earth? Is it A. Gordon Banks. <laughs> <laughs> B. Bottle Banks <laughs> or C Grand Banks Grand Banks it is Grand Banks it's off the coast of Newfoundland well done that was quite good but I've only got nine have you got a, did well you... yeah, this thing is is you've only got nine and you've been doing so well of keeping it relatively the normal usual kind of numbers recently yeah. so I thought to write a question for you so you could stop didn't I excellente so I'm going to be honest, it's not a multiple choice question. Oh, no, that's not good. And, that's not and, fair. And But what I will say is we didn't speak about it, but we mentioned something earlier on in the podcast. Yeah. Which we'll see. Which Greek philosopher wrote the book Meteorologica, which also led to the term meteorologist being used for those who study the weather? Socrates. Aristotle. Oh, it was the other one. Yeah, it was Aristotle. And it, this, this, is, this stems from the fact that no one can say when we started to study the weather. They In recent history, started being called meteorologists, and that kind of stemmed from that meteorologica. Yeah. Um, but the, the, it's, it's known that people have been studying the weather for as long as we know. Yeah, I mean, let's let's face it. We've we've even not even on these podcasts, we've talked about pe- the uh, civilizations like the Egyptians and um, the Greeks and the Romans. A lot of stuff was heavily based on cycles in the moon, and yeah. so on. And obviously, that affects tides and affects weather in itself. Well, moon affects tides, and the tides affect the weather. Yeah, yeah. The exactly. moon doesn't affect the weather. Yeah, but I, I, isn't that what I just said? Yeah, kind of. I said the moon affects tides. But you didn't clarify. And then I thought, oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, so there's always been a fascination and always been, and probably uh, we we saw a lot of, there's a lot of superstition around things. So there was some misinformation so that they didn't have the facts. They didn't have, but like we've said, the technology now. Um, they didn't have fact check back then. They didn't have fact check back then. So it it means that we are i mean when when we said this earlier about the uh, early warning systems for a lot of these things it doesn't stop the damage being done but it does give people the opportunity to find safe haven until it passes yeah. so quite often and especially if you you uh, you know look into this stuff in in america with the storms people will go to uh shelters and then come out and see the devastation it's caused but so this actually leads on to another thing that I wanted to mention earlier on the podcast, but I held off because I didn't know whether it's going to be part of your quiz, but now I can tell it was not part of your quiz. Okay, go for it then. So I learned some really interesting information that just kind of made me go, oh, that's really cool. So, because it's, it, sometimes it's pretty much impossible to determine, or not impossible, but it's harder to tell 
when things like lightning will strike and stuff like that and what feather has effect because other things that we do can have an effect on them. Right. I'm going to start this off by going, it's not something we have an effect on, but have you seen thunderstorms or lightning strikes when a volcano erupts? Well, funny enough, doesn't it actually instigate Yes, it almost like works as a catalyst because all these rocks flying up and whatever towards that charged cloud, and the um, and, the, and, the, a, and it and yeah. it's oppositely charged starts to form these strikes and these strikes create these amazing events around yeah. volcanoes as they erupt. Now a similar thing. Did you know? Hey, I'm doing with it, Did you know? Excellent. Did you know that? Similar to that being a catalyst to that event, yeah. a helicopter can catalyse a um, a f- lightning storm, a thunderstorm to start. What, because of the turbulence it causes? No, because a helicopter, when it flies, is negatively charged. Okay. So due to it being negatively charged, if it comes close to a positively charged uh, wow. cloud, it can t- instigate the lightning to start and I thought it was really interesting the fact that because it's one of these things that myths that helicopters cause thunderstorms but it's actually true but why what's when you say negatively charged yes what do you mean that there's what do you mean by that it's uh, would that be the same for a plane is a plane negatively charged Um, I'm not sure exactly how it does it but it's likely similar similar um, and I'm not. I'm not going to go in and say. I'm. I'm saying this is an assumption. So you know. Oh, what I was saying was it specifically we, helicopters. You know how charge works. Well, one thing yeah, comes yeah, positively. Yeah. It's due to the exchange of electrons. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know exactly this, but my assumption is it's similar to how you rub um, a, a balloon on your shirt. Yeah. And it distributes the electrons. It pushes them onto the other surface. I think the same kind of staticness. Staticness, that's a word. Staticness, th- excellent. From my assumption, it might be that the blades pushing through the air have a similar kind of effect. All right, okay. Because they're going at such a high velocity, they potentially roll off. That could be utter rubbish, and I've made it up, but I've said it in a way that makes it sound like it could be correct. And a good did you know, because I did not know that. Did you I not come across that? A, uh, and I did know a little bit about the volcanoes, but I did not know about the helicopter. Yeah. Nice one. I found that. I thought it was quite cool. And it's good for to hear someone else using my catchphrase. Well, did you it's know? It's obviously caught on. Did you know? Yeah, you have to go higher and well, higher. Well, you, you didn't do at the end of your little quiz. This uh, thing about the end. Well, a little while ago was the end of my little quiz about weather. And after that was the end of my little quiz, <laughs> which right. was even littler. It was. My percentage what? of questions I got right on your quiz was a lot better than the percentage of questions you got right on my quiz, though. They were, but yours weren't multiple choice. Well, yours, your, the quiz I gave you only had one question. You got it wrong, so you got 0%. Yeah, and the ones you had, you always had a chance. You always you had, had a chance of that one. You, you went 33 Can I just point 3. out, you went, oh, it was the other one, which means you only had two in mind and it was a 50-50 for you, yeah, which is better than the odds of said, my ones. If you'd have said Aristotle, Aristotle or, Socrates or one other, I may have thought, oh, hang on, no. I forgot about Aristotle. Yeah. But you didn't forget about Aristotle because you went, oh, it was the other one. It's the other, yeah, all right. Okay. So you had a 50 50 well chance. Done. That would have well ruined you. That me feel stupid. That's okay. okay, not a problem. Have you got anything else you want to say? Um, or are going to well, tie things up? Are you okay for me to begin to tie things up? No, begin to tie things up. All right. So um, we haven't got any 
questions or comments at the moment. No one sent us anything. No? But you absolutely can send us something. You've got on our website, fatherandsundays.com. We have a contact page. You can leave comments, questions, suggestions, yeah. and complaints. Oh, that a little bit of a burp. You there. can complain about that, because I'm going to when he's yeah. finished. Yeah. Um, you can also access all the episodes on there, and you have all the links to all the different podcast platforms. We are on all of those. Uh, we've got the well, uh, Facebook, well, Instagram, well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like and follow us on those. Rate us on your chosen podcast platform. Uh, you can also comment on those. But then there is also the store. If you want to help support us, keep us going, then you can absolutely do that. But otherwise, there are adverts which help us along. Okay. Um, just one thing I'd like to add. I've had a thought, think about it, and I would like to offer up a reward of five English pounds to anybody that returns my cable um as i say no questions asked uh we'll leave it it has to be the correct cable though it has to be the cable that's gone missing so um if you could do that that would be very much appreciated and apart from that thank you for listening today thank you we continue to listen i've enjoyed today's one and i'll say goodbye bye felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.